Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Yes, sir. Good morning and a happy Monday to you. Welcome to a brand new week in a beautiful snowy December. As it burns, baby, burn. That's a disco inferno in here. Another win for the Calgary Flames. As on Saturday, they were able to get by the Washington Capitals by a 5-2 final score. Big night for Adam Rzichka. A little bet. Back in the fold. The backland line was dominant. Oh, my God, yeah. Basically threw a big cold blanket over Alex Ovechkin and said, yeah, that's enough of you for the year. Yeah, he was mad there at the end. Slamming he, uh, a stick on the he boards. He was awful. So yeah, not a not an OV night. No. As a result, you know things were burning and burning, burning. Usually on the right side of things, if OV doesn't score. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. All right. You know what? We'll get into it. I I have, I have a couple reasons that I think he might have just picked up his ball and went home. Okay. Alas. Uh, welcome into the program. It is the big show. Typically with Russick and Rose. George is uh, still a little bit under the weather. Still, he's got that Dumas yay breath, I'm calling it. Yeah? Yeah. 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 Little raspy. Yeah, he's... Uh, he's I don't know a, if I ever said... a little hard for a bit there. This is my idea. Huh. Dumas yays. They're like Dumarier's. Obviously ah. a steal. Well, you can sell it to a cannabis company or something. Well, there you go. Okay. There you go. Okay. No problem. Yeah, we'll get a little, little, I'm an idea guy. Little pre-rolls going here. Told huh? you. Sure. All right. There we go. You see, look, you're already a step ahead. Great work. Uh, my name is Matt Rose. He's Patty Dumas sitting in for Georgie. Alex Brody running the ship in the other room today. Thanks so much for uh, taking the time and joining us today. We are live in our Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. They're your local experts for basement waterproofing, sump pumps, crawl spaces, foundation repair, and, of course, radon mitigation. All things basementy. Visit dlbasementsystemscalgary.com. Obviously, the Flames game was a, a big one on the weekend. But what else did you get to uh, this weekend, Patty? Oh, the Flames... Did you take in a bunch of the footy? Because I know that there were some elimination games over the weekend. A big NFL slate. Yeah. No, Teddy sa- bear. T- like, what did you do? Oh, God. A lot of sports. Did some- a buffet. Saturday was a, it was a nice day to get outside. And yeah. It was nice sun Finally. came out. Warmed up a little bit. Got some, got some, got some stuff done. Some uh-huh. errands and whatnot. But, yeah, it was mainly a sports weekend, as it always is. I mean, you got the big college football day on Saturday with the conference championships got the world cup wrapping up here in the knockout stage and then uh, obviously Sunday was NFL and Flames Saturday big weekend for the Hitmen as well I, I was saw that goal <laughs> saw that amazing goal where Bingo. all the, where all the little stuffies come over that was pretty sweet it's always so fun being in there and we'll get to that too yeah. how long do you usually do your shifts on the couch like you mentioned you would have done Saturday Oof. world cup which started at 8 a.m. That was 8 a.m., yeah. And then there would have been college football maybe a little bit before the second match started, and then it would have just been full bore. So were you just stapled all, all Saturday? Like, I did a, so didn't start getting outside probably till like, 2.30 in the mm. afternoon. When I was mm. like, yeah, we could finally make our way outside. Good for you, because I get to a certain point where I'm like, no, we'll just no. do it next weekend. That was yesterday. I didn't move a damn <laughs> inch yesterday. I, I still hurt because of it. Yeah. 
Well, uh, because yeah, we, we they know what they say about the new settings or about sitting. It's the new smoking. So it's, it's a new a, pandemic. You gotta be it, careful. It, is, it will eat Especially you if alive. You do both. My oh. goodness, could you imagine? Um, <laughs> That was lots of fun. Uh, I played some beer league hockey oh, on how'd Friday. That go? How'd that go? Uh, great. We put up like 53 shots on the poor goaltender. Poor guy. Um, long night for him, but Maybe. a good game nevertheless. Teddy bear toss on Sunday, which I absolutely love. Um, that game is so much fun. Every year. Mm. So many people in there. There was over 17,000 fans in attendance, I want to say. I, 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 I saw 16,000. 16, Six, okay, 16, Still a really good crowd. 16,000 uh, in attendance. Uh, lots and lots of bears thrown out there as well. Um, Got official number. I'll have that in the morning report. Yep. Past 20,000. You know what? what? We'll we'll, we'll listen to the official bear number. Maybe we'll play that into uh, something a little later on with the text line. We got a lot of stuff to give away today. Yeah. And we've got some ideas as far as how we're going to do it. But uh, look, Patty brings up a great point. Listen to the show. Pay close attention. And you might find yourself in line to win yourself a nice little prize. Yeah. Of course, we do have the 12 days of Christmas. They're good friends at Wild Rose uh-huh. starting today. One of our favorite traditions around the holiday mm-hmm. season uh, here at Sportsnet 960. So we'll dive into that. But let's talk a little bit about this Flames and these Capitals. Yeah. Um, man, that backland line crushed it. The mm-hmm. shuffle of the lines that happened recently that put Huberto back up on the top unit. Rizichka back down with Coleman and... And Backlund and, and reunited the the tenacious three or the DNA line, whichever way you want to choose. I think today, seeing as who's here for the show today, uh, it's the tenacious three. It's the tenacious three. But uh, I thought that they were looking around the tenacious two, a step in the right direction. Yeah. I thought, you know, for Nazem Kadri, maybe a little quiet of late, mm-hmm. and I thought he was kind of quiet in the game as well mm-hmm. until he set up that great pass uh, in the neutral zone, the diving pass to kind of spring Dubé. And Mount Japani on a, on a partial break and, and ended up in the back of the Capitals net. Mm-hmm. But overall, top nine, full marks. I thought they were great. I thought there were moments where the fourth line was maybe underwater a little bit. But for the most part, third line was outstanding. Or the top nine was outstanding. And with the way it's organized right now, they're not necessarily rolling their fourth line. Their fourth line is getting fourth line minutes. Yeah. And you like to see it. Yeah, that's exactly where it's going to be right now. We know that the fourth line has struggled of late. I mean, Kevin Rooney got back into the game for a bit. And I liked how he played in the first. He had a little bit of jump to his game. Yeah, no, I mean, not the greatest in the faceoff dot. That's that's definitely not where you want, you want to see some more improvement there, for sure. Only 30% in the draw. But, you know, it's it's it was really good. It's a consistent rolling out of the three lines. I thought, you know, like Michael Backlund was probably the game of the year for him so far. A little bit back yep. to where he was last year. Uh, Magic uh, or yeah, it was Magic first goal where Backlund just like brings them all back. He brings them, skates them back, and all the Capital players like get attracted to him and just leaves Magic wide open there. I thought that was a really sweet play by by Michael Backlund on that one. But yeah, it's it's exactly what you want. Dan Vladar didn't have to make the huge big saves. I know he made the big save on that Magic second goal that like led to it, and then Kadri's breakout to to Dubé and whatnot. That one in the third period, yeah, like, the, the first s- one in the second, yeah, salted away. But you know that was it's exactly what you want. Magic his first two goal game of the year. Got to get him going any any kind of way you can. So I thought you know the third line leading the way. That's what you want right now. Just like get those guys going. Well, we're over a quarter through the season, yep. and he scored goals five and six. So that would put him on pace for just under 24 goals. And, of course, we all know he scored 35 last season and yep. then signed that three-year deal. Now, I, I know that a lot of people looked at 35 and said, well, that's probably about 
It's probably ceiling. Yeah. I don't know if he's ever going to be able guy who's pushing up against 40 or 45, mm-hmm. but nevertheless, still a guy that effectively can go out and score you those secondary goals that you certainly need. And I think him and Manchapani or him and Dubé are a nice little tandem. And, and perhaps, both of them are getting going of late. Like, like, like Manjapani yeah. yesterday and Dubé's been playing really well the last week or so. So, yeah, it's good to see. Uh, and like we talked about, Kadri skidded 16-23. He was 42% of the draw. He had the really nice assist. Um, as usual, four shots on net. The guy shoots the puck quite a bit. So he had a solid game, and I thought he was more noticeable as the contest went yeah. on. That's exactly what you want to see from him. On the blue line, Wigrin Tanev. We talked about mm-hmm. this pair a lot in the course of the offseason in a sense that... Um, Oh, Uyghurs played with Ekblad on a top pair, and you have Hannafin and Anderson, but what if you pair him with Uyghur and or with Tanev, and all of a sudden, those two would make up an excellent shutdown line, mm-hmm. and or a shutdown pair, pardon me. And lately, well, I, I, honestly, it took a little while to get going. I thought, I think Chris Tanev is starting to look a lot more like himself yep. lately, where he's not losing any battles defensively. No one's getting by him on the rush. Pucks are getting out whenever they're on his stick. You know, they, it's those type of things that we're seeing from Chris Tanev coming along. And, and him and Mackenzie Weger seem to be finally finding themselves and finding each other and understanding how to play back there. Mm-hmm. And if you've got those two in your top four, and honestly, you need a good top four to win in this league. And, and I would argue you probably need a top five. You need that fifth guy who can help out on special teams, step up when someone goes down, those type of things. Nikita Zadorov is a yep. great guy to have as your number five right now with the season that he's putting together and um, getting a lot of minutes himself. So if Uyghur and Tanev can t- continue to grow into mm-hmm. the pair that maybe a lot of us predicted they would be in the offseason, that would be great. I think it's just huge that those Florida games are kind of out of the way for those guys too. Yeah, I think they, they talked about that a lot. I think that did you know maybe wear on them a bit. It's like we're done with that side of the side of our schedule. We can yeah. focus on this this type of what we have uh, in front of us. It's right outstanding now. Yeah. that they played their home and away games against the Panthers in a span of what less than two weeks. Yeah, and all in the first quarter of the season. Yeah, exactly. Now they can just move forward. It's funny how the scheduling works. You like got Washington back to back and back to back week. You got Florida back to back week. So. I kind of like it. You like just getting them out of the way here. You don't want to play like yeah, Washington. Like, like I, March. I don't. I don't. You don't need to do home and home. Yeah. Um, but I do like getting rid of your Eastern Conference games. Yeah. Early on in the and year. I think focusing West hard and like. You know, February, March. Yeah, April. the league tries to do yeah. a lot of their cross conference. It makes sense yeah. because then you get a lot of conference and divisional and yeah. all that type of stuff. You get playoff matches exactly. down the road. Down exactly. the road. Like the Flames, mm-hmm. they they have two more games this week at home, and they'll go on a little three game road trip, including stops in what is it, Columbus, they'll Toronto, Montreal. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I believe. Yep. And then that'll be it until after the All Star break when they'll have four more road games out east, and that'll be the Eastern yeah, calendar. They, It'll they be done. They got to go to Ottawa still. They got to go to MSG, Detroit, Detroit, and I don't know who the fourth team is going to be on that Buffalo. Trip. They got to go to Buffalo. Do they have to go to Buffalo? Do yeah. they already go? To- okay. Buffalo came then here. That'd be it. Yeah, but they got to go to Buffalo. Then those would be uh, those would be the ones. Yeah, but nevertheless, I like the idea of getting them out of the way and then kind of moving forward. With, it's good for the playoff races yep. come the end of the year, and it's also good for Huberto and Weger because now they can just mm-hmm. focus on their thing. But Weger and Tanev have been great, no, been uh, really solid. Tanev, I feel like he's finding, you know, he's he's feeling maybe uh, maybe getting a little bit more healthy here. You could trust him a little bit more, getting more uh, playing on that second line, taking on on the other team's top competition a little more. I thought Michael they Stone, played a lot against the Ovechkin yeah. line, and 
Yeah. yeah. I thought Michael Stone had, had a pretty good game, too. He had a nice little pick on Ovechkin that kind of turned the play over, and then that led to a goal as well. So, yeah, just a solid all-around effort. It's what you wanted. It, it, it's like it's what they showed against Montreal, but then, you know, it's the results just showed up here. It's exactly the type of effort they should put against Montreal showed up against Yeah, um, but I would also argue that the Capitals did fold at a certain point. Uh, in the second, Martin Ferreri takes that hit from Milan yeah. Lucic Kemper against the boards. Goes out in the second, late second there. Yeah, shoulder goes limp for Ferreri. That looked like definitely not a day-to-day type of situation. Yeah. He's and definitely hey, not playing in Edmonton tonight. You want to talk about, hey, what is the impact Milan Lucic has? Uh, I thought that, that kind of folded them up, especially <laughs> after Kemper left. Yeah, um, He takes that kind of... and and. I didn't think it was intentional whatsoever. I thought he was just in a battle in front of the net. Uh, yeah. Toffoli kind of catches Kemper with an elbow in the side of the head. Nice whack. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a lumberjack <laughs> swing after that. I, I can't believe wow. that didn't get called. I know. Because that <laughs> was a full, hand, full two-hand. Like, that was and like, it wasn't in the skate. It ha- was right on the bloody Right shin. on the ankle. Yeah, and, and yeah, no call whatsoever. Um. Obviously, he was frustrated about the, the bonk to the noggin, yeah. which took him out of the game. And um, as reported by uh, Tariq El-Bashir, uh, who covers the Capitals, after the contest, it wasn't the concussion spotter. It was Kemper who said, yeah, I'm not feeling right. I got to pull myself. And then, okay. of course, um, did go down the tunnel and never returned. Uh, Charlie Lindgren came in and was solid, but eventually just felt like uh, the, the Flames kind of overpowered him. And listen, we talked a lot about how the Capitals are a team that are missing a lot of guys yeah. due yeah. to injury right now. Nick Backstrom is kind of the the one guy that I, I really look at uh, for sure that they're missing. Tom Wilson's a guy that in that game yesterday That's probably a- would have had an impact, would have been maybe a little bit more fight yeah. back. There's no player in the league that has his type of high-end like high end ability to score and do what he can do just to be an absolute I think there's only one Tom Wilson in this league, and you can see what happens to the Capitals when he's not in the lineup. And we know exactly what Nicholas Backstrom is to this team. The guy's a guy's a Hall of Famer. He's Ovechkin's trigger man. It's it's. They were also with O'Connor Brown and Carl Hagelin, who are middle six to bottom six players. Uh, Dmitry Orlov did not play. That yeah. was another loss on the blue line for them. And then you lose another top four guy, Fairberry, who you know not maybe not a, a household name. Uh-huh but has had a very under-the-radar solid year as a kind of defensive shutdown pair alongside either Nick Jensen or, or Dmitry Olov when, when he was healthy too. And I, it just felt like a team that was like, mm-hmm. oh, man, more of this? Are you kidding me right now? Yeah. Dealing with more injuries, and they just kind of slumped. And after that, I thought Kuznetsov had a couple of moments where he, where he stood out. Um, but apart from that, it was pretty quiet, and the Capitals seemed pretty eager to move on with their road trip and kind of try and figure yeah. out how to patch this roster back together once again. Yeah, what did you, what, you said you, you what why did you make Ovechkin why did you make him him I just thought not like having a great night. I just thought well, A he was playing against Tanev Weger in the back one line who right. were having a great night. But my biggest thing is I really do feel like this was a group that they've had so many injuries lately mm-hmm. and you take another couple there it just it, has. it felt like the air had come out of the building. Yep. Like, and Darcy Kemper was outstanding once again before kind of getting the bonk, yep. right? Him and Vladar, I thought, were going toe-to-toe in that game. So yep. that's a big blow to that group, especially when you've kind of turned to Charlie Lindgren, who, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. Charlie Lindgren's an 
NHL goaltender, but he's an NHL backup goaltender. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you, you feel as comfortable when you look at the guy who just won the Stanley Cup yeah. go down and then you go over to Lindgren. So that would be my my one reason that I felt like the the Capitals kind of folded. Yeah, it is. It's frustrating to watch uh, the watch. They had the Flames. Good job. They only held Ovechkin to one shot on net. So they did their job there, and that was yeah. my fault for playing the Ovechkin shot prop. Anyways, um, <laughs> Blasty versus Pedestal. I asked Michael Backlund after the game. He said Blasty. How do you feel it? I will say the Pedestal jerseys looked way better on the ice yeah. than I thought they did in the little teaser video yeah. when everything came out. Yeah. I remember when that came out. I was like, "Yeah, they're fine. They're good. They're, yeah. they're not bad. They're not good. They're, I think they're, they're not great. They're good." We, what we didn't see with the teaser videos, we didn't see the, the 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 pants. Yeah, the whole fit, the whole fit, and we didn't see the numbers. Mm-hmm. And that's how that goes around the entire league. I think I'm like, oh, the jersey, and then they see the font, they see what the numbers, and then you see it on the ice. It looks a little different. I thought, yeah, it looked a lot better on the ice for sure. Big, bright numbers. You know, I guess that's they were really a little. Good. I felt like they were a little busy by the end of the day. Yeah, night. yeah. <laughs> Eileen Blasty, too. I, it is Blasty for sure. I was like, I don't know, these reverse retros. like, And that was just too much black. You know, yeah, Blasty is your alternate, you know, and I get you weren't going to do the exact copy of the 95 to 2000 pedestal because then it's mm-hmm. not really a reverse retro. It doesn't do what Adidas is taking into account. But I don't know. It, they're okay. But, like, good thing they're only wearing them, I think, four times. Three more. Three more times tonight, and then uh, I believe the rest of the home games before the St. Louis get, game. I think we're getting a Kachino jersey for the Coyotes, yes. too. I think we're going double reverse retro. At or the they're in their orange ones tonight? Oh, uh, actually, I don't know. Okay. I'm not entirely sure what kit they're wearing. Either way. I mean, it'll be... That would work. It, oh, that would be kind of cool. Yeah, I know the NHL doesn't like I don't to do think, color I know they color. don't like doing it, but it it would be kind of neat if they let us. I don't know. It's... Eh, I'm very, it's, it's, there's some really good reverse retros, but I'm also like, this program is kind of just, I'm really not the f- biggest fan of it. Uh, I, I've heard that this iteration was, there was less input from the team for these reverse retros than the last one. Okay. So take with that whatever you will. Um, but I will say this, despite being my fourth favorite Flames uniforms, still probably better than 70% of the jerseys in the league. That might be a hot take for you because I know you're a bit of a jersey. We'd have hog, to look. We'd have to really we, look. We, we got to do the numbers. We got we we to show run the work. numbers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Uh, tonight, Flames, Coyotes, the return of the juice. Basically, it's just been a, yep. a return tour here for this Flames homestead. Yeah, like, I forgot. Oh, Matthew's coming back tonight. <laughs> Sean Monahan with the Canadiens. Matthew Kachuk with the Panthers started it. Uh, I guess. Guarded Hathaway with the Capitals. But he's been back. In Three or four recently. years removed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, against the Caps on Saturday if we really want to force it. And then uh, tonight it'll be the Arizona Coyotes and Yusuf Halamaki. He's got one goal and six points in 18 games. He's got a plus rating. Hey. That'll hey. do. Hey. I think this is a, this is a first-round pick that... I remember being very excited about when they made it, yeah, and especially watching him for a little bit, and then obviously injuries, uh, confidence mm-hmm. plummeted for whatever reasons those were, and mm-hmm. didn't work out. Put him on waivers, claimed by the Arizona Coyotes. You know, still a young player, former first round pick. I don't think anybody was overly shocked that he was claimed. No, um, and at the time, it was kind of one of those things that you shrugged your shoulders and said, "Man, whatever. I'm sure it'll be fine." And then everyone in 
the blue line started to get them banged up, and all of a sudden you were like, oh, it wouldn't be bad to have Yusuf Alamaki right now. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to seeing him and uh, how he shows against the Flames because I feel like he's going to have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Oh, I think so, too. I think ex- exactly. You get, you, you're you playing against a team that drafted you and essentially just was done with you. They, they didn't want us to see you through and develop more and, and whatnot, but... Hey, we know what the Coyotes are. They're a team mm-hmm. that needs bodies. And, I mean, if Yusuf Alamaki can turn this into a, a, reignite, a reignite, reignition of his career, then then so be it. Like, I don't yeah. think we're... Like, It'd be great to see. He's a will. great dude. Yeah. He's not one of those guys in the league that you're like, man, I just... Isn't it just, you know, when he when good things happen to this yeah. guy, you're come on, man. Yeah. I'm a one for the good guys every <laughs> once in a while. But Yusuf's one of the good guys for sure. Um, so I'm excited to see him today. This Coyotes team is interesting. Uh, the Nomad Coyotes. They've been on the road for a long time. They've been on the road for 30 days. The trip is at winding. 30 in, days. Uh, a month. Uh, the trip's winding down, finally. What is the statute of limitations before we stop calling them the Arizona Coyotes? Because they haven't been back to Arizona in forever. Is it two weeks? Is it three weeks before you're just <laughs> the Nomad Coyotes? <laughs> just the wandering yotes? What are we doing here? Because this is... Pretty ridiculous. Now, granted, going back to what we said earlier about the cross-conference stuff, mm-hmm. at the end of this trip, the Coyotes will have played half of their road schedule before December, before the holidays. Wow. <laughs> that's, hey, that's pretty awesome, and they get it's to go. not that bad. And they get to go, like, uh, the Mullet Arena. I, know, I don't know what's being done for them. For the home side, I know the away teams when they get there, they'll have a new they'll have a new dressing. Yeah, room they have an actual dressing they'll room, act- not like a not, not a, a, a mess closet. hall with a with a blanket up, <laughs> not a not a mop closet. Yeah, like when we were. <laughs> never mind, I'm not gonna go there. But yeah, it was uh, lost four straight. They're four six and two on this road trip. I'm sure they can see the end in sight. Mm-hmm. They have one more stop in Edmonton on Wednesday after this. Um, they actually started out pretty good. Yeah, they they won their first three games. <laughs> I believe they went to overtime with the Devils, or they played a close game with yep. the Devils at least. They've lost a couple of uh, shoot uh, a shootout and an overtime game. Maybe Toronto on this road trip. Yeah, I think. well, they always they do beat the Coyotes. They do beat they the do Leafs great. in Toronto. They're yeah. like probably one of the best teams in <laughs> Toronto, um, despite being just an egregiously awful team for the last five to ten years. But four straight losses. Yeah. Um, a team that wasn't expected to be good and certainly isn't good, but, you know, they work hard. I don't know what I'm expecting for this one. If you're the Flames, you got to go out. You got to continue to put forward a, a solid effort. You got to expect that perhaps Karel Vishmelka, if he's getting the start, is going to put up a fight and you're going to have to probably push to, to score a couple goals as it usually is with mm-hmm. the goaltender for the Arizona Coyotes. A 26-year-old, uh, definitely uh, one of the more underrated net miners, I would argue, yep. with how much work he gets in the desert or, or not in the desert recently. But that's my one thing with this. If you if you just go out and you do anything similar to what you did in the last couple of games, yep. you should leave with two points. I think so, too. Like, just the effort, like, just, you know, just, yeah, the effort has been there the last two games for sure. And we know what they can do with the Coyotes. There's they don't really have a lot of the talent that can take it to you. So just play your game. You can, you'll be all right. But the, these things happen sometimes. Like the, these funny teams can come in here. Calgary has played down to their competition in the past before. So don't want to get too ahead of yourself. I'm watching, looking at this Matthias McKelly guy. Yep. 22-year-old Finn. 
second in team scoring, uh, 16 points in 20 games. So there, there, there's some players that are like nobody's ever heard of tonight. Yeah, I was going to say, do you, have the, do you have their stats in front of you? Because I was going to ask if you could name their top five scorers, but if you got them in front of you, then I... I just got the game notes for the, like the five things that the Flames put on their website. And okay. Shows a player to Do watch you know who? There. Okay. Give me their five leading scorers. You just said Matias Pacelli is second in team scoring. He's got 16 points, two goals, and 14 assists. Is Gostasper top five? Gostasper is. He's got 15 points in 22 games. That puts him third in team scoring. There's one more that you should get. He's a former first round pick. There's Clayton Keller. Yeah, and then there's another former first round pick who came before Clayton Keller. Big body. Always talked about being traded. He stayed in the desert for forever. Hmm. Lawson Krause has ten goals and twelve oh. points to be fifth in team scoring. And JJ Moser. JJ Moser. I wasn't gonna wait for you to guess on JJ Moser. <laughs> I wasn't gonna do that. But so yeah, um, right. There's 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 like who the heck are these guys? And they're like. Okay. Yeah, that's that's the that's the coyotes for this you. Is what they wanted. Now, granted, easy to talk trash, but it's important to point out here too. Coyotes, twelve points in November. Flames, only thirteen points in November. Don't take them slightly, lightly, no, no, not don't. slightly, or don't don't take them slightly either. Uh, we'll take a break. Morning report coming up. Patty's going to get you caught up on everything that happened in the world of sports. And oh, would you look at this? To no surprise, he's cobbled together quite a show, too. Um, we're going to be joined by Charles Davis. He always joins us just after 7 o'clock to break down the week that was in the NFL. Uh, some interesting results across the entire calendar, and we'll get to all of that. Uh, we got Metallica tickets to give away. Whoa! I said it. We two Metall- pairs. Two pairs of Metallica tickets to two shows. And each night's going to have a completely different set. We'll tell you all about it later on in the all 7 right. o'clock hour. But you're going to want to keep an eye out for that. We'll get you caught up with our NFL big bets. Tommy Wielden Jr. is going to join us uh, to talk about the World Cup. Mm-hmm. As uh, we are now into the elimination stage. And Craig Morgan, who's basically covered the Coyotes... He's been the go-to guy for the Coyotes for a very long time. He's going to join us just after 8.30 to tee this up. we got a couple soccer reports as well. we got a jam-packed show for you. Russick, a little under the weather. Hopefully back tomorrow. He's Patty Dumas. Alex Brody's in the other room. I'm Matt Rose. Thanks for hanging out. It's a big show in the morning. Sports at 960 The Fan. Sports at 960 The Fan. Big show in the morning rolls on. On Sportsnet 960, the fan, Russick and Rose in the morning. Sans George Russick today has a little recovery. I'm back, hopefully, uh, very soon. Patty Dumas sitting across from me today instead. My name is Matt Rose, and we got Alex Brody hanging out in the other room. Thank you so much for joining us. We're getting you set for the Arizona Coyotes tonight. Taking on the Calgary Flames at the Scotiabank Saddledome. Craig Morgan going to join us a little bit later to tee that one up. And also breaking down the Flames' victory over the Washington Capitals. But to do that, we got to uh, we got to get to the morning report. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First, shout out Alex Brody for getting a little Metallica on the show because we are going to give away some tickets a little bit later on too. But right now, it's time for the morning report. And it's brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They will gladly match and then beat. Any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue and 3rd Street Southeast. We say good morning to Patty Dumas. Yeah, it's a Calgary Flames game day, but they did have a game over the weekend. Welcoming Alex Ovechkin in the Washington Capitals. Week 13 around the NFL, and we check in with how the Hitmen and Wranglers did over the weekend. 
It is time for the morning reports. Let's rewind back to Saturday with the Flames continuing this five-game homestand against the Capitals. It was 90s night. Debut of the Flames reverse retro inspired from their 1995 to 2000 pedestal kit. An era also known as the Young Guns era. I was not sold on the uniform, but again, until I saw them on the ice, they, they looked all right. They looked pretty good. I would agree. Big white numbers. Yep. I did like the uh, white C on the black jersey. Like uh, when you kind of looked at them all lined yeah. up. I was like, hey, maybe a yellow jersey would look good. But then people would just a call them mustard jersey. bottles. They would just call them like big old mustard bottles. But I was thought a yellow jersey with a red C would look pretty cool. We'll see. That's whack. It's a little different. <laughs> uh, it's almost uh, certain that Dan Vladar was going to get the start in this one. Uh, Jake Markstrom's game and comments on Thursday. Not exactly what you want to hear from your goaltender. So it was number 80. Uh, getting the start against the Capitals. Pretty good first frame from both sides. Nice tilt on a Saturday night. We're getting late now in the first period. Some good pressure from the boys in black. And the hard work finally pays off. Rajitska playing right point to Anderson. Slops it in behind the net. Gustafson trying to clear Kent. Rajitska centers. Coleman shoots and scores! Rasmus Anderson... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the goal song uh, was Mbop from Hanson. It was 90s night. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Rasmus Anderson with a nice uh, keep along the right side where uh, Adam Rzyska wins the puck and a couple of capital players skates. Spots wide open Blake Coleman. His fourth of the year. Great work from that third line, Maddie. Yeah, they've been outstanding all season long. Back one with three points. Another three-pointer for Rzyska. Uh, I believe it was Danny Austin who pointed out that he's now the... Highest scoring Slovakian player in Flames history with like 24 points. Well, so. <laughs> good more, for Adam Rajiska. More you know. Huh. Still not out of the first. Dylan Dubé gets called for roughing, and the Capitals go to the power play. Here's Kuznetsov into the near corner. Now Milano center. Sherry shoots and scores. Michael Backlund wins the faceoff, but he wins it back to the Capitals. Eric Gustafson, who keeps Oof. it in. Zadorov and Anderson get caught in the corner. Rasmus gets back, but not quick enough to take the shot away. Sherry fires at home. It's a tie game after 20. And that one uh, coming after the roughing penalty against yeah. Dylan Dubé as well, which I didn't love. Um, but you mentioned it, like a face-off loss. Flames started running around a little bit. I thought Zadorov was maybe chasing a little bit far from his post and uh, gave Sherry an opportunity yeah. to put that one in a teacup, and he sure did. Tie game after 20. Second period now, Alex Ovechkin trying to make something happen. Gets caught by Michael Stone, who makes a smart move on Ovi, which leads to our third goal of the evening. Backlund will bring it across the Capitals' line. Cuts to the middle and drops Majapati. Shoots and scores! Credit Michael Stone. Big on that one. Adam Ruzicka and Michael Backlund with their second assist on the night. Backlund, who slows everything down, draws everyone towards him, leaves Majapati, who absolutely wires it by. Kemper, 2-1 Flames. Late second period now, Tyler Toffoli clips uh, Darcy Kemper in the head. Right in the bean. Right, you don't like it. Darcy does not like it at all. No. Absolutely wallops Tyler Toffoli in the shin. One of the most egregious two-hand slashes oh. I've seen in recent memory. Right from 1985. Yeah, uh, no call. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I guess uh, Kemper wasn't feeling too hot. He removes himself from the game. Uh, so it's Charlie Lundgren the rest of the way for the Capitals. Third period now. Backland line gives the Flames that all-important chance to salt this one away. Anderson will take over in behind the net. Bank it off the boards to Backland. Backland flips it ahead. Ruzicka's got a break. He walks in, shoots, and scores! Yeah, yeah. 
Backlund at the blue line. Goes blue line to blue line. I thought it was offside. But Rzizka looking like Justin Jefferson out there. Jesus. Uh, Over the shoulder grab. Not bad. <laughs> Capitals don't challenge. Rzizka goes five hole on Lindgren. But just does a thousand mile stare yeah. <laughs> down the ice. I don't know what he's staring at, who he's staring at, but just stares out there. Three point night for Rosie. Ties a career high. And about a minute later, the Flames put this one to bed. Here's Eller in front. Johansson stopped by Vladar from point blank range. And now Kadri will whack it ahead to Dubé. He speeds in and drops Majapati. Scores! That was a nice one. Oh, yeah. Big save from Dan Vladar. Sends Nazem Kadri out, who makes a break. Diving outlet pass to Dylan Dubé. Slides it over to Manjapane. 88 has his first two-goal game of the season. Makes it 4-1. John Carlson would get cute, make it 4-2, before Elias Lindholm gets a late birthday present mm. in the form of an empty net goal. Flames win 5-2. Vladar stops 29-31. And the three stars, selected by DJ Powerplay himself, I'm oh. sure was quite ecstatic as it was 90s night. Third star, Andrew oh, Maggiapane. We were having so much fun in the press oh. box. Patty had a few of his requests in, and, and he got a couple <laughs> of them granted. Yeah, he was loving it. He's oh. indeed frightful. <laughs> Second star out of Rajitska, and the first star was Michael Backlund. Here's Coach Sutter on his thoughts after the game. We just played him a week or so ago, and whatever it was, and as the question was asked this morning, they scored a goal in the first, goal in the second, and a power play goal in the third. So today they scored a power play goal in the first, and a four and four goal in the third, so I would say that five and five, we were a better team tonight. Yeah, they were. Pedal Stool Jersey back at it tonight, welcoming the nomadic living out of a suitcase Coyotes, nearing the end of their 14-game road trip away from the Mullet Arena, the Pat Steinberg Telethon in support of the Institute of Batman Impersonators. They, oh, wow. They need to raise... <laughs> the Institute. Yeah, they need to raise funds for a new utility belt. Uh, oh, the current one was actually stolen by the Institute of People Who Impersonate the Penguin. Uh, that starts <laughs> up at 6 so o'clock. Dumb. That's so God. good. Good uh, job. Well done. Hey. Well done. That starts up at 6 o'clock with Lou. Play-by-play -play with Derek and Lou gets underway at 7 o'clock right here for your home of the Calgary Flames. Sportsnet Night, 60 Fan. More on the Oats with Craig Morgan. Coming up at 8.30. Do we have a website for that institution where people can donate if they... Uh, I believe Squarespace needs to get uh, fixed. <laughs> They're still working it out? Down, yeah, okay. So they haven't made one yet. Dot uh, org? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Never mind. Go on. NHL, five games last night, including one Canadian team. It will start in Chile, Winnipeg, with the Jets taking on the Ducks. You could tell that the Ducks... Uh, couldn't tell the Ducks were the worst team in the league based really? on their first period. They outshoot the Jets 18-4, including having a one nothing lead. That would continue in the second, getting a second goal to go up 2-0. But seeing as they are the Ducks, yeah. they're not all that great. <laughs> Saku Manalainen and Dylan Sandberg's first NHL goal would tie it. Jets would get the winner shortly after the midway mark of the third period. Grab by Winnipeg, play to the near side. Lowry back door just got the score. <laughs> Morgan Barron, what a passing play by the Winnipeg Jets. They finally have their first lead of the afternoon. It's 3-2 Winnipeg. They score. The great Paul Edmonds, Winnipeg. Nice pass down from, to Winnipeg. Nice pass from Adam Lowry. Jets attack on two more. 5-2 the final. Rick Bonus not happy with the Jets, though, saying he's not a babysitter. Oh, and that the players need to show up and play. Oh, he was oh. really pissed about their start. Oh, Grandpa Rick, not <laughs> oh, very happy. Oh, oh. Especially goodness. after getting their, their ass kicked by the Blue Jackets on Friday. Not good. Yeah, they did lose to the Jackets, uh, and that's uh, that is. A, I mean, Vladar, uh, not Vladar. Uh, Dave Riddick was in net, but still. Uh, yeah. yeah, but you lost to you the still Jackets. Lost to the Blue Jackets, <laughs> still. 
Uh, Stars and Wild, this was an insane game. Wild would get three goals in less than three minutes in the second period to take a 4-1 lead. And then in the third, after going up 5-1. What? Cue the Stars comeback. Long stretcher without a whistle as Pavelski brings it down the left side. Flip, score, hits. Hints, leaves it. Robertson, save made, he gets it back. He tucks it in. He's so Jason Robertson. Boxer ridden off by Middleton. Centering feed, score. from Pavelski. Stars with their own three goals in less than three minutes to make it 5-4. And then Rupe hits, ties it with his 17th of the season. Nothing doing in overtime. This one needed a shootout. Oh. Ready, good roll for the win for Minnesota. He scores, and Minnesota wins it in the shootout as they go three for three. You go, you, you blow a 5-1 lead, but you, you win 6-5 in the shootout. Freddie Goudreau with a filthy backhand on Scott Wedgwood. Wild get the full points. Jason Robertson, though, he had he scored his 23rd goal, 18-game point, point streak going. He got Mitch Marner and the Leafs coming in town on Tuesday. It'll be the first time ever that two teams players with 18 game point streaks or more play each other in the same game wow yes. i know they're both franchise record long point streaks as well for both martyr and for uh jason robertson as well two points in that game rupe hins had three goals and four points but he was the only shooter of the six to miss in the oh. shootout and that's why dallas lost jeez i hate that that game ended in I a shootout I take oh. the five-five tie. Also, uh, it should have ended in overtime. When you're playing riverboat gambler <laughs> like that in the third, come on, three-on-three. Oh, three, we'll, what we'll are you guys doing? Here, we're, yeah. we're not supposed to. Say All right. Uh, Red Wings, Blue Jackets. Wings got off. To, uh, got it to a nice three-goal lead. They would fend off the Jackets. Win four-two. See, it's not that hard to be the Blue Jackets. No, it's not. It's just uh, battle between the two top-scoring defensemen in the league: Eric Carlson and Rasmus Dahlin. Nice jersey <laughs> matchup as well in Buffalo with the Goathead taking on those new Shark Unis. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game is on Sportsnet. Uh, San Jose did lead two-one after twenty, but those saves. Sabres playing like it's 2006. <laughs> Score the next four goals. They take this one 6-3. Islanders in Chicago taking on the Blackhawks. Islanders just needed a three-goal second period to get this one done. 3-0 Isles, the final. Five other games to go tonight beside the Flames and Coyotes with three games going at 5 p.m. Colorado taking on the Flyers. An absolute dandy in Boston with Bruce Cassidy returning to Beantown with the Bruins taking on the Golden Knights. Both teams have combined 38-10-1. You combine their records. That's what they are. Bruins beat the Avalanche five-one over the weekend. Jesus, that's 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 not <laughs> the Blue Jackets. Uh, and the Blues—they're on the Broadway to tangle with the Rangers. Sportsnet's Monday Night Hockey coverage starts at six thirty with the Capitals wrapping up their Western road trip in Edmonton. Always fun with Ovi and McDavid get together. And out west at eight p.m., the Habs are in Vancouver. I don't think Brad Besser is going to be named a healthy scratch in this one. Uh, I don't think he will. I, don't. I know he ha- I know he played on Saturday. I have but no idea what's going to happen in, in Vancouver. Uh, to the NFL, we'll, won't spend a ton of time going on through these games. We'll have Charles Davis coming up at the top of the hour to chat all things that went on yesterday. Niners defense, absolute monster. And they're going to need it the rest of the way. The Niners beat the Dolphins 33-17, but they lost Jimmy Garoppolo early on and needed to be carted off. Turns out he has a broken foot. Going to mm. go for season-ending surgery. So it's Mr. Irrelevant from this past spring draft. Oh, the last pick in the draft. The last pick of the draft, Brock Purdy out of Iowa State to take the Niners where they want to go. Purdy was pretty damn good in his first action as well, going 25-37 for 210 yards, a couple touchdowns, and a pick to his chances at an MVP probably out the window mm. with that one. I'll tell you whose MVP chances are going way through the roof. 
And that's Jalen Hurts. Uh, <laughs> dicing so up good. the Packers last Sunday night with his legs. He did it with his arm yesterday to the Titans, finding former Titan A.J. Brown for two of his three touchdowns through the air. He'd also had one more on the on the ground. Eagles continue to flex on the rest of the NFL and the NFC, improving to 11-1. and one. And how about your Bengals, Matty? Who day? Booday, indeed. I told y'all. Oof, Joe Burrow improves to three and zero against the Chiefs. He's got you got Jamar Chase back yesterday, and they should be getting Joe Mixon back next week. But Samaj P. Ryan continues to fill in admirably. <laughs> the dude's a pop machine Oof. with legs. Oh my goodness! Uh, but the Bengals are certainly getting back to where they want to be last year. Yeah, Patty Mahomes, who? Huh. <laughs> uh, MLB winter meetings started yesterday in sunny. San Diego. Oh, right on. Yeah. Baseball. Yeah, cool. man. This is where all the big deals usually get talked and signed at during the MLB offseason. Still quiet from the Jays. We'll see if anything gets done this week. Mike Tex- Clevenger signed. Yeah, I signed I with the White that. Sox. I got an email about that. Uh, Texas Rangers. They continue to open up their wallet, uh, mm-hmm. hoping one. Of, it'll click one of these years. Uh, they spent $185 million on five years of Jacob deGrom. The Whoa. two-time Cy Young winner missed the last four months of this past season with the Mets because of a stress fracture. Uh, and then opted out of his final two years with the Mets. Rangers spent over $500 million last season on Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager. Starting out this offseason big as well. Just doing the EA style Oof. of uh, management building just, just on a roster spend building. It. I just like that. Spend. Yeah. Uh, and some good news. Uh, former Blue Jays slugger Fred McGriff headed to Cooperstown after being elected by the, to the Hall of Fame by the Contemporary Era Committee. The five-time All-Star had 493 home runs and 2,493 hits. Over his 19-year career, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, and Kurt Schilling were not elected as this is their only route to ever getting into Cooperstown now. Uh, Best regular season game of the year for the Calgary Hitmen. It's the annual Teddy Bear Toss, uh, the 2022 edition. Uh, Can you you get any better with this, man? It's so much fun. Welcoming the Moose Jaw Warriors uh, to the Scotiabank Salon. Calgary just trying to snap their mini two-game skid. 16,514 in attendance with their various stuffed animals to throw on Saddle Dome Ice. After Atlee Calvert opened the scoring for Moose Jaw, those 16,000 didn't have to wait long before chucking theirs. Up the draw, quick shot, Calgary, score! One in Hoyland has sent the message. Teddy Bears, you are clear for takeoff, and here they come. Brad Curl on the call there. What a beauty. Oh, thousands and thousands of stuffed animals hit the ice. The best goal I think anyone can score, at least in the regular season for the Hitmen. Uh, these stuffed animals will go to over 50 local charities, including the Alberta Children's Hospital. Official number for the Bears. Remember this number. Official mm. number for the Bears. <laughs> 20,294. There you go. That's a 1.22 stuffed animal per person ratio. <laughs> Good on you, Calgary. We like that ratio. Ugh. It was sweet. Um, yeah. I always love being at this game. The Bears start to fly. Shout out to London Hoylet for getting the tally. Wouldn't have been my pick, but you love when yeah. someone who's a little further down the lineup gets one, uh, the WHL rookie, uh, and he was all smiles after. And the Hitman got an important win against a Moose Jaw Warriors team that uh, they were waiting to get home. They'd been on an eight-game mm-hmm. road trip for over two weeks, and this was their final stop. They got some really good players, and uh, I expect that they'll look a little bit different when the Hitmen go play them this weekend. Yeah, they're going out on the road here for the next five. They're in Swift Current on Wednesday. The Wranglers, they continue their hot play. The Hitmen do win that game, by the way. They do win 5-3. Yeah. Shout out Carter Yakimchuk. Yeah, You're two a stud. Uh, Wranglers continue their hot play by absolutely cooking the San Diego Gulls. 7-3 on Friday and then 6-0 on Saturday. Matthew Phillips continues his great play. Now up to 15 goals and 15 assists. 
for a cool 30 points to lead the league. Gulls now head up north for two with the Wranglers on Friday at 7, and then check them out on Sunday at 1 p.m. Back-to-back two-point performances from Matthew Phillips. Yeah. Just put that in. Yeah, uh, Wranglers home through the Christmas break. Go out and check the baby flames if you have not yet this year. And uh, quickly here, uh, Raptors will look for two in a row tonight, welcoming the Boston Celtics to Scotiabank Arena. Raps were 121-108 winners over the Orlando Magic on Saturday. OG Ananobi led the way offensively with 32 points. Pascal Siakam also moved into fifth place all-time in Raptors scoring with 6,604 points. Tonight's game goes at 530. That's your morning report. I was rattled because Friday I had a little opportunity to watch a little bit of sports. Nah. And uh, only three hockey games, none of them on, on our TV here. And I was like, okay, we'll check in the Raptors. Ooh, oh, my God. They got their, they got caved in in the what was it, 70 points in the first half against the Nets. Yeah, they allowed? it was like 70 to 41 yeah. at one point. I think. Oh, my it was goodness. <laughs> at least they got back in the win column Saturday. Morning Report brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks. For service and repairs, they'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Charles Davis coming up in just a moment. But first, we got to get you caught up on the big tournament of the football down in Qatar. All right, and this soccer report is brought to you by Certainty, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainty, pro all the way. Well, we are now into the knockout stages of the tournament. The, tur- the knockout phase kicked off on Saturday, and as of right now, we are halfway through those matches. First game today kicks off at 8 a.m., so I'll get you up to speed on all of the weekend action. So up first, kicking off the round of 16, it was our friends down south, the USA, taking on the Netherlands. Surprisingly, a lot of people maybe thought the U.S. would do better here. Don't know why. I, I was quite surprised to see people putting them down as the winners of this game. I know the Netherlands had a bit of an easier group, but come on, we're still talking about an incredible soccer nation here. So, and they showed their class. Goals by Memphis Depay in the 10th minute and Daly Blind in the closing seconds of the first half saw them up 2-0 going into halftime. Hage Wright scored for the U.S. in the 76th minute before Denzel Dumfries added a goal for the Netherlands. Hell of a game from Dumfries. Yeah, really, really impressive performance from him. Netherlands moving on to the quarterfinals. And who will they be playing? The other match of the day, Messi's Argentina taking on Australia. I don't know about you guys, but I always mess up the names of these two countries. And now they're playing together. Um, Argentina but- and Argentralia. <laughs> Australia, obviously a surprise to be at this stage. And Messi playing in his 1,000th match. That is a big deal. That does not happen in the world of soccer. Messi came to play and scored a nice goal in the 35th minute to put them up 1-0. And then it was Julian Alvarez who made it 2-0 for the Argentines in the second half. But Australia, credit to the Socceroos. They would not go without a fight. Craig Goodwin with a thumper off Enzo Fernandez saw the Socceroos pull themselves back within one. But... That would be all she wrote. Argentina moving on and will meet Netherlands in the quarterfinals. Should be a very exciting match. No kidding. And now taking a look at yesterday's matches. France taking on Poland. This one, the Kylian Mbappe show. But first, it was Olivier Giroud surpassing Thierry Henry as France's all-time top scorer with a goal in the 44th minute. I wonder how long he'll hold that record as this guy did. Kylian Mbappe. Also with two goals on the night, Robert Lewandowski would add one for Poland, but it was all she wrote. France, take that one, three to one. And finally, closing out the match on Sunday, it was England taking on Senegal. This one probably would have been a way more exciting match if Senegal had their star Saudi Amane in the lineup. 
but it was all England in this one. Goals from Jordan Henderson, Harry Kane, and Buki Osaka saw the three lines move to, to a comfortable victory over Senegal. This win sets up an absolutely mouthwatering matchup against defending champions France in the quarterfinals. So not a lot of surprises through our first half of round of 16 matches. We'll see what today and tomorrow's matches have in store. Today, it will be Japan taking on Croatia. This one goes at 8 a.m. Should be an exciting one. Japan looking to qualify or looking to capitalize on winning their group against the likes of Spain and Germany. And later on at noon today, Brazil taking on South Korea. Another bit of a surprise. South Korea barely squeaking out of their group there. Was very happy to see the tears of Luis Suarez not getting out of that group. So South Korea. Suck it, Suarez. It was very nice for me to see. I will say I enjoyed that. And tomorrow, Morocco, group winners in Canada's group, taking on Spain and my Switzerland will be taking on Cristiano Ronaldo and Portugal. So we'll have lots to come and an update for you on that first match coming at 8 a.m. And this soccer report was brought to you by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, we're all the way. Do we have the standings around from our tournament, our little pool? I know I only have Argentina left. Should be on your third page there. Oh, man. I got too many pages out here. I got too much stuff. Oh, we'll find it. No. I know I'm still it. alive. I got Argentina. I know that much. Yeah. We'll get you an update when we have Tommy on later. How I about we, that? Does that sound fair to everybody? Yeah. Okay. Tommy's going to join us just after 8 o'clock. Next, Charles Davis. And I want you to think about something. Because Patty teased a little something-something, and we're going to give away uh, um, some cool stuff later on in the show uh, around 7.30. But also around 7.30, not the Christmas stuff, we're going to give away some Metallica tickets. So I want you to start thinking about something. Going back to Saturday at the Dome where it was 90s night, what do you miss the most from the 90s? Okay. What do we need to bring back from the 90s as a permanent mainstay? And also, if you're feeling something alternative, is there something that started in the 90s that you think we should have left there? I'll take those as well. Either way, 960-960. We'll select one at the end of the show, and uh, you're going to win yourself a couple of... Uh, you're going to win yourself tickets to two Metallica shows. Yeah. It's in, not for a while. And it's, it's a while away, but you're going to see Metallica twice, two different sets, two different openers, both here in Alberta. Pretty cool. We'll tell you all about it around uh, 7.30, but up next, Charles Davis will join us to talk a little NFL. It's the big show in the morning, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.